Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get busy. It is a great day for talk radio. One big topic du jour, obviously, you just heard the premier. He was voicing his concern, or at least his take on this matter coming out of Saskatchewan and their court of appeal ruling three to two today. The climate change is a vital national issue. In other words, uh, it really is something that is incumbent upon the feds to fight and the provinces uh, should stand down and take their cues from the feds. As Doug said, you know, it's a... He's looking at a longer horizon, and uh, it's a longer game than just this one particular court ruling out of Saskatchewan. They're the first of the bunch. I mean, Ontario is also before the appeal court here in the province and waiting for a rendering or a judgment there. Uh, We'll see what Alberta does by way of following suit or if it's a moot point. Some have said uh, before Jason Kenney even gets, you know, all of the paperwork together, we'll be in the throes of a fall election, and it may all be academic at that point if you get a change in government and Mr. Scheer comes in. Now, this is obviously something that's, <laughs> I, I would say, uh, anathema to the liberals because you heard uh, Catherine McKenna, the environment minister, saying that, hey, you conservative politicians, uh, now you've got to really basically face your comeuppance. The court has ruled. Look, it's taking uh, one court ruling, and this is Saskatchewan's Court of Appeal. This is not the Supreme Court of Canada, where maybe inevitably this thing would uh, surface, but uh, we'll see where it all goes. It's a topic worthy of discussion as to who should have principal jurisdiction in this. Uh, Should it be the feds because they say the environment is in the national interest, and that's what this is about, environmental concerns? Or do you think when it comes to managing the affairs of their own precinct, the province, and resource extraction, manufacturing, that kind of thing, Ontario, Alberta, obviously, Saskatchewan, having obviously a lot of skin in the game, uh, the Constitution allows them to develop their resources accordingly. And uh, this may be an impediment to it, the carbon tax. We'll have to see how it all plays out and what your uh, interpretation of those matters are on another thing involving the prime minister and the liberal government. Apparently, uh, the conservatives have now sent a letter to the RCMP and they want them to investigate whether Justin Trudeau broke the law by accepting family vacations on the Aga Khan's private island in the Bahamas. Peter Kent is spearheading the initiative. He's a conservative MP for Thornhill and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Peter, good to have you back on board. Good afternoon. It's always a delight, John, and uh, thank you very much. By the way, before we get to uh, the matter at hand, I've got to ask you about this ruling out of Saskatchewan. I know uh, you were uh, the environment minister there and uh, the critic, and so let me ask you if you think that this is uh, if they got it right, the Saskatchewan Court of Appeal ruling three to two that climate change is the federal purview because it's a vital national uh, interest. Well, uh, climate change uh, is is uh, certainly uh, within a, a national purview, but it is also, uh, I think, uh, and again, uh, I'm in uh, northeastern British Columbia today, so I haven't seen the details of the ruling. 
Um, and, and certainly as federal, uh, as, as a former environment minister myself, uh, we did have authority in areas of, uh, of emissions uh, reduction, tailpipe emissions on legislation, uh, uh, eventually banning any new coal-fired uh, electricity generating uh, stations. Uh, but the provinces, too, have uh, very strong constitutional rights. And the problem with the um, prime minister's uh, downloading of carbon tax responsibilities to the to the provinces uh, is not uh, uh, as much a recognition of climate change uh, as the prime minister saying, um, okay, we believe a carbon tax is the easiest way to change, change human nature. Uh, and basically he started at a price per tonne which is a, a nuisance for most of it. Uh, most of us, al although it does impact terribly negatively on people living close to the line, commuters, um, uh, and, and small businesses, for example. But it, 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 we contend, and we in the official opposition see this as a, as very much more a revenue plan than a serious environmental plan. And Andrew Shear said that our plan is coming um, uh, sometime in June. Uh, but it will be closer to the to the sorts of of, of uh, environment environmental regulations that we had that actually apply to the big emitters, not just to to soccer moms and uh, and seniors trying to pay for their home heating bills, uh, and for um, and for small businesses. So uh, I think that the uh, the uh, the ruling uh, in in one sense is important, and I'm sure we'll hear more from Saskatchewan and and provinces representing the majority of Canadians in the days to come uh, in their response to that. Uh, but um, but uh, this is finally this is hardly the final word on on uh, the Prime Minister's attempt to impose, to download carbon taxation on provinces uh, in place of a responsible, uh, meaningful uh, environmental plan from the Liberals themselves. Well, that's what Doug Ford was saying as well. I mean, this is just the opening shot, I guess, uh, with Saskatchewan's Court of Appeal. But boy, uh, Catherine yeah. McKenna, the way she was making it sound, it's like uh, this is now the final ruling and you uh, conservative <laughs> politicians, you know, stand down, sit down, shut up and uh, just well. follow, follow, take your cues from us. But you know what's interesting? Uh, the dissent here found, uh, or rather the majority found that this isn't a carbon tax in a constitutional sense, but a regulatory charge on emissions. You see, that becomes... Well, not. It's not. I mean, you know it's not. I know it's not. Right. Um, and, and to change human nature, it's, it's, I agree with economists. Uh, uh, an across-the-board shotgun tax, carbon tax, is the easiest to apply. But in the Liberals' case, Minister McKenna and, and uh, the Prime Minister, the Liberal leader, have exempted the big emitters because they are critical to the country's economy and, uh, and security. So what they've done is basically... Uh, they've they've downloaded in a sense that that uh, you know again mums and dads and and uh, driving kids to to school in a country that doesn't have public trans transit in the way that Europe does for example we need our cars we need to drive long distances and we need to pay uh, as little for our fuel as possible this carbon tax is a third level of taxation on previous federal taxes and uh, provincial taxes, as well as, and my point is, as a former environment minister, and the current minister forgets this, uh, when I was minister, the first thing that we did was regulate tailpipe emissions. Transportation emissions are the largest sector in the country. 
Um, and the regulations were that between 2012 and 2025, and we negotiated this with the United States, Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State at the time, um, emissions have to be reduced through technology uh, applications by the automakers by 50%. But the cost-benefit there was that consumption will go down by 50% as well. So they're, uh, in the end, there's a wash. So Canadians are still paying. Every time you or I or any of our friends buy a new car, we are paying for that technology with an increased price for the, you know, the, the, the latest technological improvements that do reduce emissions. Uh, but we are so, at the same time also reducing our consumption. So in, in, in Trudeau's general shotgun carbon tax against all of the little emitters, uh, he's adding a tax that is already being paid, not to mention the HST, the, the provincial taxes and the federal taxes that already exist. With Peter Kent, uh, former environment minister in the Harper Conservative government, conservative MP for Thornhill, just to punctuate the point, I guess really it comes down to uh, constitutional issues of uh, who has jurisdictional uh, rights here. And when you've got resource development or even our manufacturing base here in Ontario, Kenny's got the resource thing, as Scott Moe does out in Saskatchewan as well. They want no impediments uh, presented by Ottawa, they want to handle their own affairs. They say resource development is in the national interest. So Absolutely. It, yeah. Well, and, and Saskatchewan, for, for a good example, the, the environment minister, the current environment minister, ignores the fact that Saskatchewan is a world leader in carbon capture um, uh, and has invested billions of dollars in the Boundary Dam uh, uh, coal-fired uh, electricity generating station in Saskatchewan down near Estevan. Um, which has uh, they are in, they're they're increasingly bringing new units online, which are capturing the CO2 emissions. And what they're doing is they're injecting them into the ground to achieve secondary secondary recovery of oil and gas. But this carbon dioxide is being stored forever uh, underneath the surface. It's not going into the air at all. There are countries around the world that are looking at this technology. Um, the environment minister and the trade minister should be, and the prime minister should be more intent on trying to get China, the biggest polluter in the world, to buy this sort of carbon capture and storage technology, uh, rather than uh, going the simple route, virtue signaling, saying all all the fine words, signing the Paris Agreement, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in in the course of celebrating that party, and then really doing. Uh, nothing other than downloading responsibility on provinces that may already have their own, their own uh, quite logical and quite efficient and more efficient, more, more emission re- re- reducing plans of the principal emitters um, than uh, than what we see now with this. Uh, with this uh, shotgun carbon tax. All right, and speaking of partying in good times, Peter, I've got to ask you, what's the thinking here now? The Conservatives want the RCMP to look into whether Justin Trudeau broke the rules and the law when he went to the Aga Khan's private island there in the Bahamas uh, on more than one occasion. I guess it was three times in total, right? Three family vacations with a, uh, I think, with a fair uh, uh, hospitality market equivalent beyond a million dollars. Um, Well, certainly the Prime Minister has been found guilty, the first Prime Minister in Canadian history to be found guilty of four, uh, violating four sections of the Conflict of Interest Act. Uh, And I know a lot of Canadians were disappointed that the former, uh, that the uh, RCMP under the former commissioner did not open a criminal investigation because 
they believe, and, and I have long believed, that uh, there were violations, criminal, po- possible criminal violations under uh, uh, Section 121 uh, one of the Criminal Code. Uh, but we have a new, we have a new RCMP commissioner. Uh, we also have uh, a wealth of new information and understandings of the prime minister's disregard for the law through the S- his behavior uh, and the behavior of some of his ministers in the SNC-Lavalin uh, corruption scandal, as well as information that came out from a, from a really long delayed access to information request by Global Television. Uh, which confirmed that the RCMP had been involved for nine months planning the uh, uh, logistics and the security situations for the Prime Minister's illegal trip to the Aga Khan's island. And we know that the RCMP, uh, and, and, and because of this, I suggested uh, in my letter, I respectfully suggested that if the RCMP commissioner uh, uh, decides uh, that an investigation is warranted to avoid any appearance of conflict of interest, that the RCMP refer responsibility for the criminal investigation to the Ontario Provincial Police. Interesting. Well, all right. Uh, so you think there's uh, not only smoke here, but potentially fire. Uh, we well, know that. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, the Prime Minister has, has uh, you know, demonstrated. Uh, Virtually from the first, the early months of uh, of uh, his government, that he has complete disregard. He talks about high ethical standards in the in the uh, in the mandate letters and in uh, and in uh, some of the legislation and his cooperation with the ethics commissioner, but he regularly disregards that. I mean, the the uh, what has happened and what has yet to come to light in terms of his and his ministers. Uh, behavior in the Admiral Norman sc- uh, scandal uh, and their uh, reluctance to provide Admiral Norman with a with the information and the data and communications he needs, the documents for a, a proper uh, defense in what is, I believe, a, a matter of political vengeance. Um, but in the SNC scandal, in the leaking of and smearing of a of a former. Uh, candidate for the Supreme Court of Canada, that uh, Canadians need to have their belief in the integrity of the of, of Canadian government and the and the and the justice system. And I think that um, while it's an election year and the Liberals dismiss it and they say, "Oh, it's all over," the, the the Ethics Commissioner resolved it with his Trudeau report. But there's nothing in the Conflict of Interest Act or in criminal law that says that the Ethics Commissioner. Uh, supersedes his authority supersedes um, the criminal code. Well, as a matter so of fact, yeah, when you've got the ethics commissioner, I guess, who cited the prime minister on five different occasions for violations, but you're yeah. saying this one is more egregious. It's something uh, that may have broken the criminal law, and you want the RCMP to investigate. How soon do you feel you'll hear from them? Well, uh, I'm waiting. I, the, the commissioner's office confirmed uh, receipt of the letter yesterday before I uh, I spoke of it in question period. Um, and we also have an additional uh, motivation for the uh, RCMP commissioner's consideration is the federal court's ruling that the other side of this scandal, the lobbyist uh, in this matter, the Aga Khan and the Aga Khan Foundation, uh, the federal court has now ordered uh, just in the last couple of weeks that the lobbying commissioner who said there was no evidence of of the sort of benefit uh, uh, or, or, or uh, monetary value uh, that she would be interested in. So the former uh, lobbying commissioner did not proceed with an investigation on her side uh, 
of that illegal vacation. Um, so, you know, now now she now the new commissioner has to op- reopen that investigation. And I think this is a prudent time for the RCMP. Uh, well, how much has the government given to the Aga Khan Foundation? It's in the tens of millions, is it not? Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. And the Aga Khan Foundation is a wonderful foundation. We supported it. Prime Minister Harper supported it. Right. Um, the Aga Khan Foundation does wonderful things. But at the time that the prime minister and the prime minister's wife and family and friends and other uh, members of parliament enjoyed his hospitality. They had uh, two uh, uh, applications before government for many millions of dollars uh, for two different, for two separate uh, projects. Well, that sounds like a conflict on the face of it. We'll find out. Uh, we're going to watch this one closely. Obviously, there are more shoes to drop. You referenced the Admiral Norman case. So, yeah, no, uh, yeah. oh, no, absolutely. Going to keep you busy on the opposition benches. Peter, uh, a pleasure to talk to you, and I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll follow up. Absolutely. Thank you very much, John. You got a Peter Kent, Conservative MP for Thornhill, former Environment Minister. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.